welcome. Please stand by. Love in this century is a truly, truly beautiful thing. And if you're adding in an ever-conscious and expanding society of outrage, misinterpretations, and canceling, it makes it even more special. You see, many months ago, I downloaded the latest dating app. All the yellow, blue, and green buttons with no harsh angles, easy on the eyes, and after I gave it all my data and humanity to be sucked up in some distant server, I began my quest for love. And the name of the app was something clever and ear-catching, maybe, uh, like me, like you, or maybe it was just organics, not a factor. I, I, I don't really remember. And I don't care because I met someone. Now, for those of you not steeped in technology that weakens the muscle of human exploration, a dating app promises to connect you with someone else in order to someday perhaps get a tax break in filing as a couple and not dying alone, which the possibility of actually dying together is statistically impossible unless you're in the same car or airplane or maybe really bad food poisoning from the same plate. Anyway, so like a billboard on the internet superhighway, I sold myself as a bill of goods, providing pictures that I'm always doing something fun in a real haha moment, 24-7 kind of thing. And minutes later, well, no, no, maybe it was days. Okay, it was actually three months. One month trying the free account and then two months on subscription. Well, then I received a bell sound or an email with a bell sound. Something definitely suggesting that my digital still photos and word phrasing had enticed some person thinking they found a keyhole to another door in the fulfillment of their life. So, after a third-party private investigation gave us both a clearance that our social media accounts were in fact well-balanced. We began texting, well, using an auto-attended bot in our dating apps, which would take care of breaking the ice, and let each other collect keyword phrases that gave us warm feelings. You know, phrases like, I agree, yes, I enjoy that too. Really, oh wow, I'll have to check into that. And afterwards, I read the report what I said and how I was responded to and what they said and how I responded and I began to get excited. Our chatbots seemed to really create some interesting topics of text. So we moved to the next level and completed our background checks, provided our credit scores. And this was really great because it meant there was a restaurant we could both afford, so I suggested it. And after they received it, it was reviewed, of course, for any cultural appropriation, the ingredients harvested by child labor, 
And of course, make sure that all the soup was treated humanely. And after three weeks of calendar invites, you know, where you play tennis back and forth in suggesting new times that fit your schedules, we met. And the table was set for four because we, of course, brought our legal delegates representing our interests to be sure that there was no inappropriate miscommunications and that we both understood completely what the other was saying. I think I can honestly say after four hours on two topics of conversation, which were the hours that they spend to attain a living wage and what book they were reading, that it went well. And so, after completion, and after we signed our lifetime non-disclosure agreements, so that neither of us would publish a blog post or write an article five years into the future on our interpretation of what just happened, it was on to the next phase, and soon after, I contacted my therapist and dating life coach to be sure we carefully went over the footage of that night and completely covered and verified there was a 100% lack of any aggression, micro or macro. And this meant we could move on to the next stage, which was a wire transfer into a mutual account. This would cover the costs of dates in a 50-50 split and transportation to and from for all four of us. And after a month went by, so that neither party would know who started the actual mutual joint account to lower expectations and anxiety. And after the joint account went through, we traded off restaurants on each outing. And after this phase, it gets pretty standard and, you know, the usual testing of both our DNA and future earning draw. A prenuptial nuptial, which will keep all costs equally split as before. No home key exchanges and no sleeping over. Until further psyche evaluations, urine samples, and blood had been drawn. And then came the final stress test, where we walked alone, without any representation, any phones, or dating apps, for at least eight city blocks. And that leads us up to now. And so here we are. Two years into our project lying next to each other in our prophylactic bodysuits until state representatives have confirmed that there is no behavioral misconduct on a alpha or beta level, just equals. And we're just waiting for our contracts to be verified on commingling of body parts, who gets what bed footage, and harmonized sound intonations during intercourse, if that's your thing. And then we'll be done. And love will have been completed. And so here we are. The lights have just turned out. And we lie next to each other. And I... I could just die. Not in their arms, of course. That would be a transgression. But just, you know... I'm just... Ready to die. I really am.
This has been an episode of the Flypaper Podcast. Music provided by Black Ferns at blackfernsmusic.com. Please help elevate this podcast. Leave a review. Until next time, stand by. Stand by.